Welcome everyone. It's season three. Oh my god. Season whoop, whoop, whoop. three, episode one. We're finally back and we hope everyone has had a magnificent start to the new year. I know I'm really saying happy new year wishes at the end of March. What is going on? <laughs> um, it's been that yes, long. <laughs> right? But uh, as always, proceedings. It's me, Karen. Toby. Me, Toby Colossus. And myself, Terry Showdown. Woo! And the three of us are back. And yeah, guys, how are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm actually great today. Uh, I've been in a super good mood. I think it's the weather, you know? Mm. Like, obviously, you guys know, and some of the listeners know, I'm from Manchester. Well, I live in Manchester, and it is always raining. And I swear to God, for the last, like, two months, it has just been nonstop torrential rain, mm. storms, wind. But for the last like week or something, or maybe about four or five days, it's just been utter sunshine. So I'm in good mm. spirits. I'm in good spirits. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yesterday was a good day, wasn't mm. it? The weather was out. Mm. We did a little family bike ride for the first time ever, which was cute. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was good. I, re- I had a really good day, actually. Really good day. Really uh, pleased. And it's not a bad day today as well. It's not quite as warm, but it's it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still nice to look at, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Everything's all right when the sun's out. Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, obviously, we haven't done an episode since the Christmas party um, back in December. So, what have you guys been up to since then? Oh god, uh, so my year has been pretty crazy to be fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, January, um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, she won't mind me saying this, but uh, yeah, obviously my good friend Beth, uh, some listeners might know her more commonly as DM Beth. Uh, I used to do a lot of collaborations with her back in the day. Uh, I've known her since I was like about 18 or something, like, so a long, long time now. Um, but yeah, she, she had a baby um, just before Christmas time um yeah and yeah she won't mind me saying this but she unfortunately had a bit of a, a bit of a uh a bad kind of pregnancy uh so she had to get a cesarean um and she's a single mom so i honestly i just kind of decided to take up on myself to go over there i actually stayed with her for the most of january while she kind of healed up and basically was basically her, her kind of butler chef kind of thing <laughs> went to the shops for her just looked out for them both kind of thing so she until she could get back on her feet and felt confident in being able to take care of, you know, herself and the baby without any kind of stress and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, obviously I, I work as a freelancer. So fortunately for me and for her, really, I was able to go over there and do a lot of my work just on my laptop uh, remotely. Um, and yeah, to be honest, it kind of worked as a bit of a, a bit of a kind of like, a, a good time to kind of like regenerate my energy she lives in the lake district so I was surrounded by all this beautiful country she's got these amazing views from from her from her window of the mountains and stuff so it was a good time yeah um got the creativity back up been working on lots of new music as well which has been fantastic uh and then into february i got covid <laughs> Woo! for the second time um annoyingly i was meant to go to the metalheads event in london uh it was a ridiculous lineup i had like goldie gray code i think jubai might have been playing mm. there was loads of names on it but yeah unfortunately i post i, uh, I tested positive and uh yeah it, it was actually around the time where the kind of government decided to drop all of that stuff like they're kind of like even if you have covid you're apparently allowed to go out but i didn't oh, yeah. feel morally right doing that you know i didn't feel morally right doing that so i kind of just decided to miss out on that um but i think my uh, bank account uh, benefited from that, <laughs> realistically um but yeah to be honest it's been it's been a good time to kind of um get back on top of like the music creativity getting inspired again and whatnot um i suppose we can probably save like if we want to talk about music projects a little bit later on, so we're not waffling on too much at the start, but I've got lots I can talk about later on about uh, music projects that are going on. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's been a good start of the year. And I, I, to be honest, I don't know about you guys, but I think a little bit of a breakaway from doing these pod, these podcast episodes was kind of needed. I think we did kind of burn ourselves out somewhat. And I'm very confident now that we can come back with a bit of a bang and yeah, and keep yeah keep keep the keep the content flowing 
Um, just going to bring up something quickly from our chat because for anyone watching on YouTube, we are currently streaming live on Twitch. And I've got Curly Roll over here who literally just says, Yay, more Colossus tunes. So there we go. The yeah, hype's already yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, keep your eyes out this year for sure. Yeah. Um, anything else you've been up to, Types? Oh, God. Um, honestly, I've been mainly collabing quite a lot with my housemate, Imprint. Uh, we've got a new alias coming coming out soon hopefully uh we're, we're in the process of sending a lot of music out uh yeah he said i could mention it kind fiction so keep your eye out for that we're on instagram now uh yeah we're gonna try and be shouting about those tunes because we really believe in what we're doing really um but it's definitely some of our better stuff in more recent times um and other than that we've actually sorry other than that we've just got together such a good mixing setup now uh so we're basically just uh having a great time getting back on getting back on the mixing side of things and you know getting getting our fingers in those crates and that you know mm. awesome. where's that go. where's that name from Tobes? yeah oh okay so there's a good story behind this so Ooh. um we kind of came up with this name because it kind of it kind of represents our history within our not re not so much our musical journey but i suppose our musical journey but more our kind of journey in our careers especially in leeds mm. So we, we've both worked together in quite a lot of uh, places, mainly kind of managerial positions or kind of supervisor positions in like many bars and clubs in Leeds. And we kind of found, out, found ourselves in a position where we were always being kind of promised these, these kind of like promotions or like, oh, things are going to get better if you stick with us kind of thing. And it never kind of happened. Nothing really came of it. So we kind of thought the whole thing of like, well, this new music alias is going to be our kind fiction, you know? It's like it's kind of like a weird little play mm. on words. So it means like a that. little bit of something to us, uh, and also it's quite a niche name. Uh, mm. If you type in kind mm. fiction in Google currently, nothing comes up. Mm. So if we can get some releases, get our yeah. SEO on lock, then if you type in kind fiction, hopefully our music should be the first thing that comes up. Um, Can't so say the same like, for Colossus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's always the problem I've kind of run into in a sense. It's really hard to kind of, you know, narrow yourself down into mm -hmm. a kind of, mm -hmm. you know, into that funnel. Um, but yeah, that's essentially that's essentially the origin of that of that name, really, and where it came yeah. from. Wicked, nice, hmm, nice. And Terry, what about you? What have you been up to since Christmas? Um, working mainly, to be honest. I uh, I got a promotion just before Christmas at work. Congrats, man. Thank you. Uh, and then things got really weird and I ended up standing in for my boss and ended up on like the senior management team at work which oh, is wow. weird yeah, yeah. yeah like totally out of my depth sitting in on meetings I had no idea what was going on uh, managed to blag my way through that for about two months until uh, my new boss started a few weeks ago and since then to be honest it has it has chilled out a bit it got a bit much to be honest because I was doing like two people's jobs mm, uh, yeah. of course so yeah whilst it was it was interesting to see how that side of things works in like a senior management position i was quite ha quite pleased to step back down if i'm honest mm. uh, and just do my own job so uh but yeah i've got a, i've got a team of developers now that i look after and we're, we're building up and we're, we're recruiting so i've been doing loads of interviewing which is interesting i, I really enjoy that like talking nice. to people and in, in, in yeah that kind of setting yeah yeah um so that's kept me busy, and then music-wise, I've just been rolling on as per usual. I had a quiet period just after Christmas, which I often do, January blues and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, but, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, February started to pick up again, and yeah, I'm, I'm fairly consistently doing bits at the moment. There's lots of collabing going on, as mm -hmm. you both know. Oh, yes. 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 I wonder who with. Mm, yeah, mm. plenty of that happening. Um, but that's, that's that's been it, really, just just work and, uh, and, and carrying on the... The music vibe as usual. I had a, I had a release last month. Um, the, the EP on um, Detached, the last one, was that last year or was that this year? Cameron? That was last year was around last the end year. of November. It was, so it yeah, was pretty yeah, close to the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it really. It's been fairly quiet to be honest. Yeah, the first showdown EP, right? The first one. The first showdown EP. Come There's on. a little tease for you. Ooh. But yeah, um, on my end, it's, well, literally a few days after the Christmas episodes. I got COVID as well. Woo! Hey, go COVID crew. Yep. Um, 
but luckily I had the I think it's the Omicron one that's the very mild one right that's the one I got I think because mine yeah. was so mild yeah mm. all I had was a sore throat and it all that and um, you know I could still carry on with all my day job stuff because I was working throughout the period as well um, work's been hella busy we had to do a whole migration because the company I work for got bought by a bigger company and since I'm part of the IT, we had to do a lot of the IT migration stuff of it, which is always crazy. Um, but it's starting to calm down now, so which is a good thing. Um, still keep up with my streaming and all of that. I'm now doing Wednesday DJ sets as well, which is... It's been really fun as well. It's been really fun showcasing new music by you guys as well. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun. I did some mixes for Basics. Um, and at the time of this recording, this coming Friday, I'm doing a set for uh, our good friend Good Shepherd's Good Friday sessions. Um, so that'll be a live set from tw 10 to 12 p.m. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, musically as well, I took a bit of a break from the music, the podcast, detached audio as well. Because I just think it's just so important to have these um, breaks, right? Um, and then you come back with a fresh mindset, fresh yeah. ideas and all that sort of thing. So like now that I've come back, especially with Detached Audio, like new materials coming through and I'm very excited for what the future holds for this year. The podcast as well. I'm really looking forward to what we're going to be up to this year as well in regards to this episode, which everyone's viewing right now. And obviously the feedback sessions and even the new production sessions. Ooh. Yeah. In it's... terms of uh, Detach, can you can you elaborate on any of the plans you have? Obviously, oh. I think no. I think me and Terry both know, but maybe the oh yes, might. of course. Obviously, if you're keeping it under wraps, uh, by all means. Oh no, so... hijacked. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, now I have to reveal this. Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, don't feel like you have. No, to. no, no. Um, like <laughs> but yeah, I've decided to move like detached to a Discord platform as well because I think nowadays with social media as well, because of um, how poor reach can be at times, it's better off when you're in places where everyone can see it you know it's not like certain social medias where you only reach 10 percent of your audience one percent of your audience whatever whereas here i can just be like look guys uh our new release by showdown's out blah 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 um and i'm trying to do an area just for everyone and then a separate area for the artists involved so like if the artists want to get collaborating together remixing each other speaking of this like a remix series that we're planning out that will just be throughout detached lifetime uh series number one of the series is in production right now uh but it'll be basically people within the label remixing each other's original tracks so that it's almost like you know a family unit basically um yeah, so I, I'm I dig the idea, man. It's a really, mm -hmm. really yeah. cool idea. And I just feel like that sort of thing, when you have a community of artists that sort of work together as well, they end up trying to make better content for each other and themselves as mm -hmm. well. Because mm -hmm. you're just like, you know, these are the guys I'm trying to push on and motivate, and they're trying to motivate me as well. So, um, yeah. This kind, this kind of links in with the conversations that you and I have had about about my career and and what I've been doing and where I'm going, etc. And I, I've kind of, just for everyone else's benefit, I've kind of got to a point where I've stopped chasing big labels. I've done that for a while. It hasn't really worked for whatever reason. Speculate all day. But I think what I want to do now is I want to find a little community. That's little, that sounds condescending. A community that I can be involved with that, 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 yeah, that want me there, as, you know, as it were. And that's what we were talked about. And I know that, that yourself and, and the rest of the guys involved in Detach, you know, you, 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 you want me there. I feel loved. I feel wanted. And I think that's probably more important than, than, than mm. having these, you know, these blockbuster releases on these big labels where they you're just another number and you're just, you, you know what I mean? It's so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I'm hoping we can build more of a community and more of a vibe and, and really, uh, yeah, build something nice. Yeah. Something nice. I mean, there's your teaser audience. There's going to be a lot of showdown this year on Detached. That's all I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of it. And, yeah. well, that's the Sorry thing. Sorry about that. 
no no well that's the thing right so <laughs> when i've been doing these um these wednesday sessions on twitch i try and sessions um when i've been trying to do these uh, wednesday sessions on twitch i try and put in these bits that are forthcoming because i want to see how the audience react to it and quite a lot of times because obviously showdown tunes are filthy you know people always call for the rewind and i'm like okay so clearly i've hit something good here play the showdown track again um so yeah that's the thing as well doing these little sessions as well you can really sort of build more community around different aspects of what you do so yeah very much plus so. I'm, I'm pretty confident that we can put out more experimental stuff as well within this kind of community and with i think what i like about detached there isn't really a blueprint is there you if it's just you're just putting out good music whatever Pe it is whoever makes it music i like by people i like yeah yeah exactly hmm. exactly so uh and that is something that's drastically wrong with with a lot of music scenes these days it's yeah. less about the kind of integrity of the artist and what they want to be doing and their vision and it's more about kind of having to kind of tailor in a certain way mm, to yeah. fit it to fit in <laughs> and realistically is that really what being an artist should be about but I think we later on in this discussion, we can elaborate further on that because that's going to be quite a large topic of what we're talking about, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing as well with these episodes. We now have special topics in mind and I think it is a good time to get into our, top, our main topic of today. And um, I didn't get to show you this video, Terry, but I showed it to Toby and it was posted on our Think Breaks Discord server as well. Um, and it's the idea about how all art has changed into what people call content mm -hmm. right so you know you're a music producer here is some content your ep is content you're 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 a painter your 1.5 million dollar piece of art in the tape is content you are a youtuber your vlog about how your baby is the cutest thing ever is content um and I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. What is, like, the term content, what does it mean to you, firstly? One of the things that's jumped in my head straight away is I think there's a distinction between a professional content creator and, like, a hobbyist artist. So the distinction I'm making there is there's somebody who does who, who creates content for a living. And for them, it's going to be about quantity, it's consistency, it's so they're going to, it's going to be formula, it's going to be blueprint, you're going to churn over and over again. I think with like a, a, an artist who does it for the love of it, not for the money, you're coming from a different place, aren't you? And you're making, you're making art for primarily, or hopefully for yourself. And then if you find an audience, that's a second, that's a secondary concern. But I guess that's where the, the differentiation is, isn't it? Are you doing it for money or are you doing it for love? Oh, <laughs> I suppose in in a world it would be nice to be able to do it for love and then get those kind of benefits out of it. But unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the cases you, that can't be a that isn't how it can work really no. because you have to you have to kind of oblige to these new rules and these new structures that are set in place. Like you say, this mm -hmm. whole content framework, mm -hmm. like TikTok and stuff. Like a lot of mm -hmm. musicians these days, like. The only way their music can really blow up is through TikTok. Um, like I noticed um, an artist that I always looked up to, still look up to today, to be honest, love the music, um, is drum bass producer Taxman. Mm. Oh yeah, um, you know, he's he like like his tunes in the back in the day have you know were pretty much the stepping stone that got me into loving jump up realistically. Mm. Um, and you take a look at him on Spotify, and I actually have more Spotify listeners than him, which blows my mind because it's like, how am I in a position where that is deserved when I used to look up to this guy? Mm. Um, but then you have a look at people that make very similar music and they're making TikToks. I'm not going to name drop people, but they're making all these TikToks and stuff, and obviously they blow up because of it. Yeah. So it just goes to show that, like, yeah, it's like, the kind of marketing industry has forced everyone into having to go down this content creation route and at what point does that just become so detrimental to artists you know and the overall scene and taxman doesn't do anything on on, on social either does and he, he? Should, he shouldn't have quiet. to no he shouldn't have to you're the right music but should always have to speak for itself first you know 
but sadly i think like 50 I, i'm sure yeah ben rollo has just said it in the chat 50 percent of being an artist now is is your is your social media and i'm fairly certain it's one of the reasons why i've not been massively successful over the last few years because i just likewise, can't, likewise i can't engage with it i just i can't be asked and it's, mm. it is a shame um like obviously yeah it is a shame like obviously it's great for those who it works for but it feels like everyone is just going to be limited just because yeah. they don't want to play that social media game so no, it's like at no. what point do you just think what's the point then yeah. <laughs> you know but you keep on doing it because like you say we have the love for it so mm. even if there's a 10 people listening that it's connecting to at home that's good enough for me realistically <laughs> i think it comes from from the lack of hard um I was use the word hardware. That's not right. Hard copies of 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 art now, and how everything right. being digital, and 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 it, you know, a, a hard copy of a piece of art had a value. Yes, you know, it had a new, you know, it was it was five quid, five quid for a single or whatever, but it had a value, and it was shared between people. You know, I know people share digital content, but it, it, I I don't know. It's just not the same as physically holding the thing and giving it to your mate and going, hey, listen to this, and and I don't know. You had that kind of. I don't know, it's difficult to put it into words, isn't it? But it, I think the whole thing, and we've had this conversation, the whole thing's been devalued by by digital content and just the sheer volume of it. If you ever mm -hmm. go through Beatport and go through all like latest drum and bass tracks, it's unbelievable. The, the variety of quality is unbelievable. Mm. So much of it. How do you, and the only way now you can stand out and cut through is unfortunately having this social media presence, which is a shame, but yeah. It is what it is, I think. Yeah. Ben, ben Rolo just got time yet. <laughs> I'm going to bring up some... So, obviously, again, as I mentioned, we are currently live on Twitch. And, um, yeah, I'm going to bring up a couple of comments that our chat are making and questions mm. as well. So, we've got a question here from Kipsy, who is obviously the man behind our jingle. And you can see it on the screen now. Our music, our music track still content. Is content creation more for social media? That's the question. I don't think all music is content, but a lot of content is music. Ah, like one of all, but not all for... Yeah, okay, okay. Interesting point. I think a lot of people end up falling into this kind of thing where the music they are making is specifically made for content. It's yeah. not really so much seen in our scene. So I'm kind of not really talking about the drum bass scene as such, but kind of like... Um, artists like little nas x and stuff you know mm -hmm. all these people blew up on tiktok and they probably made those tunes knowing they are going to pop off on tiktok do you know what i mean because it's like isn't it about riding a horse one of his tunes or something? <laughs> wait i actually don't i actually have no idea hey, I, I might i might be confusing yeah, yeah. two things right now no, but no. like that as an example it's like there is definitely there's definitely a demographic of people out there that specifically write music for the content you know <laughs> so I, think, I think in some sense it is content but no not all music is just content <laughs> yeah. i think there are people in drum and bass who do create content rather than music as well and by content maybe it's less for social media but it's for dj sets so there's guys out there now who play like sets of their in you know uh, only of their music now don't they and that's yes and actually in some ways that's not a bad thing to do because that sets you apart from the other djs because you've just got exclusive your own set no one else has got it kind of thing but um i do worry that a lot of these guys and i have to say jump up is rife with it and these you know they're 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 throwing out these three minute tunes i mean that's another indicator of it being content it's like when your tunes are two and a half three minutes long you've not put a lot of love into that have you mm -hmm. exactly another thing we've got to take into account as well realistically is naturally as we all get older and older the genres that are popular with the young kids you know it's like they're catering towards these young audiences yeah, and yeah. like realistically social media and all this kind of content creation stuff it's like a young person's game yeah. so it's going to be just a natural evolution of that growing into that where it's just completely you know that's the focus around it all because that's mm. the main demographic well, a so, lot of them are only listening to music on social media a lot of them yeah. aren't listening to a lot of these kids aren't even listening to spotify they're only listening to music on youtube Mm. yeah but that's the thing though youtube in some ways is still one of the probably more so than spotify the biggest place to listen to music because it's just so, so yeah. easier to find and so on you know i mean sure there is a the thing where you have to actually search for said music but you watch these videos of people doing other sorts of stuff like vlogs and whatever there's still the music in the background that you listen to and you're like oh what's that tune and then you go check it out 
And then you look on the comments for those YouTube videos for like the song and it'll be like, oh, this famous YouTuber brought me here. Who else was brought here? Like if you agree, like that sort of stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, no, this is true. It's a lot to do with social media. And we've got another question here. This one from Curly Roller. And I'm just going to put it up on the screen. Does the coldness slash lack of connection with a physical medium require social media presence to, to compensate for the lack of connection that physical media used to give us? Like, for example, holding a vinyl, holding a CD. Holding a what? Vinyl. Did you say a vinyl? Did I say vinyl? I mean, did, did I say a vinyl? You did. You're one oh, of them. I was going to say a piece of, but yeah, you know Holy what I mean. Vinyl. Holy a record. Vinyl. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Really all right, right, right. right. Sorry, what? I'm triggered. Well, this is my last episode, guys. I will be leaving the show <laughs> right now. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> oh, Jack's picked up on it as well. It's over. It's over, Karen. But yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I would agree. I, yeah, I think so. Really. Um, I think, yeah, like realistically, music being in that digital form, yeah, the content is there to connect the audience to the music through that way, you know? Mm. Whereas you can't do it the same way. You can't expect someone to kind of have that connection with it just being like a file. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, so oh, you, oh, God. Do you think people connect visually almost as much as audibly with now the stuff they do now. 100% 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's from the it's from the dawn of YouTube and the dawn mm. of all these TikTok platforms like us as a society we do just naturally have a much shorter attention span mm. to the point where younger people they don't even watch much YouTube anymore because all they can hack is like an 8 second video onto the next thing, you know. Mm. Mm. Maybe it goes back as far as MTV, you know. That's yeah. probably where it started that kind of visual audio kind of mix as it were because i i would sit and watch and watch mtv for hours mtv for hours and i'd have it on the background as a as a source of music this is back when i used to listen exclusively to hip-hop and nothing else Woo! and um i guess that's where it started and then that kind of went away because apparently mtv has no music now it's just a a, a constant stream of garbage x, x on the beach yeah, yeah all that yeah kind of stuff. gibberish yeah but i guess that's like the paradigm isn't it and then it moved on to youtube where it's that same kind of same kind of thing. Yeah, totally. But yeah, going back to that video, he does make some very interesting points. Um, what One of the things he says is it all kind of started, really, this whole direction uh, with Andy, uh, yeah, Andy Warhol, mm. basically um, seeing that, uh, well, it goes even further back. It goes back when, like, um, you had, like, after the Renaissance, when creativity was at, it's like, you know, the, top of its game really and everyone was like the absolute boom and whatnot um and basically uh patrons would patrons would um give money to artists based on the artist rather than the actual art you know and what andy warhol did is he saw that he recognized that and recognized that that is basically just like marketing uh, its truest form you know and then that's why we've got this whole kind of clouty thing of it's based off of that person and the numbers rather than the actual art itself. Mm. And I think what, like where the music industry has got today with like just on the internet, I'm talking about like the internet based music industry is it's basically that, you know, it's, it's just primarily based off of, off of it, off of, you know, you get what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I desperately wish that, um, Oh God, my mind's gone blank. The Bandcamp, Bandcamp would get their shit together and improve their the UI and their website and basically expand because I think if they could, you would get back to that kind of that almost record shop vibe to a to a to a lesser extent and and away from kind of the Spotify model where it's just you know next 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 and the same with the YouTube where you listen to ten seconds and you hit it next ten seconds and you hit it next. I think Bandcamp's got more of that kind of record shop vibe about it mm. it's just that the ui is not great well they need to do something about that they've been bought out now though haven't they i so was just about maybe... to say I, I wasn't expecting to bring this up during the show but uh epic games have bought Bandcamp, haven't they yeah for real yeah yeah epic games bought mm. Bandcamp. uh i want to say about a month ago now yeah that's an interesting move i wouldn't have expected that well no. my thought was because of video game soundtracks 
that was why I thought Epic Games would have bought mm -hmm. them and like the discoverability and so on. But hopefully they can, you know, shift like with their resources because you know Epic Games is huge. Uh, hopefully they can shift their resources and make Bandcamp better. But whether that comes into um, I don't know higher costs for us, subscription costs or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, in this day and age, there's always a price to be paid. Mm -hmm. mm. Are they? Is Epic the people who make Fortnite? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Fortnite, Rocket League, and <laughs> here he is. Here he is with the moves. <laughs> Didn't they get kicked out of the uh, Apple App Store? Uh, not uh, that not I sure. know of. They did. I'm sure they had some problem with Apple, which doesn't bode very well. Mm. I'm wrong. I'm not too sure. I am I think not. They did. I think they did. I think they had some sort of issue with them. I don't know if it's sorted now, but yeah, they had a. They had, I'm sure if they had an issue with Apple that resulted in in them. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Chat. But, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If chat knows, I'll bring up the message on stream right now. That's, but it's gone under my radar. That one. I've not actually. Come yeah. That. Same. But I. But yeah. I'm, I'm very much interested in the concept of Epic Games buying over Bandcamp. Mm. The, the what it could mean reasoning why yeah and what it could mean for Bandcamp's future for epic games future as well yeah there is an article about it but i literally can't remember it from the top of my head it was such a while back and to me it was just like confusing news of the day um but yeah no no but oh, go on, i can't go. see them pivoting it so i don't think they'll kill it and no. it's not it's not it, they haven't they haven't acquired it to to absorb it or you know remove remove competition so they must see something in it yeah to uh and they must be willing to to to, to plow some money into it um maybe maybe they just hate spotify oh. as much as the rest of the world does i've just i've just had a random brainwave right but Bandcamp now has this thing where you can host live live events on um thinking bob right on Bandcamp itself and you can you know you can ticket them and so on nice. i wonder if because epic games obviously has fortnite rocket league and so on they're going to tie in the music of that because it is licensed music in those games and put it together with Bandcamp to sell ticketed concerts that are in yeah could be fortnite I mean, but... rocket league has the worst I, I cannot if i ever play i cannot have the sound on it's so <laughs> bad so bad i mean i know i am not the core demographic so I'm probably not going to enjoy the uh, tripe that 14-year-olds listen to, but it is garbage. Sorry. Shots fired. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Have you listened to it? It's dreadful. It's like the worst pop shit. Me and Honestly, me and Toby used to play Rocket League until yeah, he rage got, quit never, and left yeah, us. I never got into it. I never got. Yeah. I, I I I hate Rocket League. If I'm mm. being perfectly honest, like I like driving games. Mm. I like FIFA. I don't like the two merged together. Get mm. to fuck with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that, but mainly because I'm terrible at it. Yeah, that was my main gripe. I just yeah, couldn't yeah. get on with like the movement. The mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making excuses for my uh, garbageness, <laughs> essentially. Make, so, make excuses for your poor skills. Yeah, yeah. Same, uh, same. But, um, but yeah, on the content thing, there was a um, a little tweet I saw uh, earlier today, which, Toby, thank you for sharing. It was an NSB mm. tweet, wasn't it? It was um, mad timing, because we'd already planned to talk about the video of the whole, like, what the problem with the internet music and content is. And then, funnily enough, I saw LSB's tweet Mm. Uh, on my walk this morning and yeah it was such perfect timing yeah so i mean just for context there was someone who was uh tweeting about how we as musicians labels etc should be aiming to put out regular content like music every however many weeks and content around it and all that on, it was basically yeah it, i think the tweet was like this is why you must do at least mm. five pieces of content per week must be in the keyword yeah, yeah yeah and then this tweet comes off from lsb which says this is everything i hear, hate about modern underground music music is a vehicle for sales and marketing there's no room for innovation it's all about just content memes marketing it only takes one tune to change someone's life be it a listener or an artist so i just wanted to get your thoughts on that well yeah obviously i you, you, you'll know that i fully agree with that because it's basically what i've been kind of waffling on about and i don't really want listeners to kind of listen and think i'm trying to disregard all marketing because i do understand the importance of marketing you know like mm. but i think there is a happy medium 
where rather than it just being like shoving content down everyone's throat or left right and center you know you can get that balance right where mm. you can keep the integrity of the music of what you want to do and like it's 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 that's what it's all about people aren't thinking oh this might connect it's it's essentially like being it's like being um grateful with what you're getting right mm. just like people need to learn that there's probably a like a good handful of people that are really connecting to your music but people just want more so if everyone can just be grateful with what their art is doing and how it's connecting rather than just wanting those numbers to go up and up and be and like i get it it's like you want to be successful you want to keep like having these milestones to aim for but just be careful you don't lose yourself to those numbers yeah down the line i tell you who's an interesting artist with an interesting model is um Eamon tobin the mm. uh, brazilian yeah yeah legend english yeah 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 he lives in he lives in LA now. He releases a lot of his music, uh, not all of it, but a lot of it, um, almost solely through this club that he runs. Is it the the Newmark Club or something? I can't remember the name of yes, it. Yes, I think but it's like basically that. A, it's a sub subscription model, and you pay a subscription, you get loads of um, exclusive music through it, and you get loads of exclusive in quotes content. Now, what's interesting about him is he's really shy. So, like, he very, very... Like, up until a few years ago, there were, like, no photos of him floating around or anything. He really doesn't like being in the spotlight. And a lot of his... You can even see when, like, the, the videos where he's doing the studio tours, the lighting's very dark, and, like, his, mm. his studio seems amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. But he's very softly spoken and quiet. And, um, yeah, he's doing really, really well. Um, and, and he also gives the vibe of somebody who who's like pours love into his music. But he also creates a lot of music as well. He's very... Yes. Um, what's the word? What's the word? I'm Prolific. Saying? Prolific. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of, for me, he's almost nailed the best of both worlds. He's, he's making this content. There's not huge amounts of it, but what it is is really good. He's also making music, which is, you can... Like, he did like a folk album couple of albums back which was wow. really like completely totally it was still Eamon Tobin does folk but it was not his usual kind of thing and then he's got his two fingers project which is just straight up kind of dance floor two fingers is wicked two fingers is wicked yeah and he does stuff with Ivy Lab doesn't he and he yeah. does stuff with, with Thies now from from Noisia um, but he's a really interesting artist and he's a really his model and the way he's going about things is really interesting and he's got just, it's integrity isn't it I think is mm. what's at the center of it all He's got like six different aliases, isn't it? Something like that. Something yeah, like Kujo that, yeah. And... Figurosa or whatever it is. Figurosa. That was that was the. Uh, That's the, the folk, folk one. That's the folk one. And then obviously two fingers, Amon Tobin. And there is another one as well, isn't it? I'm trying to think what the other one is. No, it's not coming to me. No. But uh, yeah, like that's also a really good point in that because he's got all these different styles and he's just writing honest music under mm. all these names. People realise that it is honest music. Uh, it, I know it's a weird term to call music honest, like as if there's a such thing as dishonest music, but I think the audience do understand what I mean by that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, just... that's it. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because we're really uh, like this chat might seem like we're trying to shit on everyone who follows the whole <laughs> content train, but it really isn't the fact that that at all. Like if 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 that is what you like doing and you're successful at it, more power to you, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just giving we're just giving our two cents on it. And also, with one thing I will say about Amon Tobin is he obviously was very popular before this whole content. Yeah, craze. true. Yeah, so he, he has yeah. that benefit behind him yeah, as well. Yeah, whereas yeah. Um, if someone came along and tried to do that these days without mm -hmm. that content backing them, mm. don't think they would get anywhere. No. Plus, yeah, he adapted, didn't he, to a to a changing world. And he's interested yeah. because his music isn't exactly accessible either. From no, not at all. View, is it? Like, he's never going to get a pop record. I mean, the uh, Two Fingers or... stuff is the most accessible stuff, but yeah, even that yeah, isn't yeah. 100% no, accessible. Some of it's quite challenging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is a thing, especially with um, the whole content thing. In this day and age as well, it almost feels like making memes is the best way to get your music heard. Like, um, mm. which for some people, it's... You know, it's just not what they want to do. I mean, I've noticed it sometimes when I look at my Spotify listeners. If I post a silly little meme about a tune of mine that's out, next day I see the numbers went up on that tune. And I'm like, oh, really? Do I have to? Sort of thing. But uh, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm the only one. I hope you guys are. But 
I've been very blessed in that I've not released music in three months, but still see my numbers going up and up and up. So hopefully that's a sign that maybe times are changing or that somehow I've managed to avoid this whole you have to use memes and all that. I don't know. Honestly, in terms of numbers, I just don't look at them anymore. Yeah. It's it like I just find that my mental health and my overall mood is just so affected by it. Um, mm. Which is ridiculous because, like, why should I care? <laughs> yeah. But I find myself, like, having, like, a bit of a different mood swing or something if I notice, like, oh, I'm not doing as well as I should. And it's like, who's to say that I'm not doing as well as I should? I mean, who's to say that there's not, like, a load of people, like, really, like, that's another point of the video that we were watching. He says at the end, what we want to aim for is to have, like, a hundred to a thousand, anywhere between them, of core, solid super fans, they're kind of called, who will just support you no matter what. Yeah. And like as long as you kind of have some of those some of those people that always that always support your music, you should just be grateful for that, really. See, yeah. I noticed that as well with a lot of my social stuff. It, I, for a while I, I bemoaned the fact that it was almost oh, the same 10, 20, 50 people commenting and liking all the time. But actually I flipped down its head now. It's like, hang on, these guys are actually they're fans. They're actual fans. Yeah, they're like, into what you make. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, yeah, I'm 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 much more appreciative of them now and I, I guess yeah you stop worrying about the size of the numbers and and start you know focusing on the quality of the the fan base and the the interactions that you're having with your with your fans yeah exactly. and um and i think another thing oh god i was gonna make a good point about this oh no Oh, what was I gonna Karen say? Exex has broken down. Exe, Exe, what are you EXE, doing? Sorry, what <laughs> oh, I was actually gonna make a really good point about the whole having these core fans. Oh yeah, that's it. It's the fact that, like, yeah, you say you've got these core fans and so on. These are the guys who would be talking about your music. You know, mm. they go to their friends. Yo, have you heard of this guy called Showdown? His stuff is sick. Whereas these people that just like and so on, you probably won't see them go. Oh yeah, have you heard this new track by Showdown called Inside the Walls? and so on they'd just be like yeah i like his stuff cool but they're not the ones that are sort of um uh championing your work so to speak yeah there's a lot of kind of uh hardcore listeners that are just like the subtle fans like you say who won't be constantly like all over social media so who's to say that you don't have like a huge handful of fans that aren't going to interact on social media because that isn't their thing mm. but who think that your your, mu your music has like changed their yeah. life you know because yeah. mm. there has to be that that, that has to be the case mm. so mm. you just got to always remember those kind of things and try and like separate that between the looking at the numbers and just being like oh no the numbers yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I just remembered my other point as well like i know i said the whole fans will talk about you but that wasn't actually the point i was going to make the other mm. point i was going to make my is sad lib then yeah thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> um the other point i was going to make was that um when you do realize that you know these 100 fans or whatever they're like your core fans and these are the people you care about that's when i feel like the true artist within comes in because you'll write exactly what's from the heart as opposed from something that you're doing to catch a trend or something like that and i think these 100 people will notice like for example if uh if toby you release something and it's like completely straight from the heart something that means a lot to you these are the hundred i'll be like oh right i can actually hear toby in this track and not toby trying to catch a trend to be popular and well, these tracks resonate of, more yeah i can relate to your point uh to quite a large extent actually with um the kind of self-released album i did uh, third phase during 2020 uh 20 it was 2020 right mm -hmm. 2020, wow. 2020 yeah jesus christ it feels that long ago now mm -hmm. um, but yeah anyway like um on a numbers statistical point of view it, it quite 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 honestly flopped right but that isn't to say that the amount of messages i've had from many people saying like oh like really love that like can see what you're trying to do with that kind of thing you know it obviously kind of connected with some people so you gotta be grateful yeah. for that you know i love that sometimes album. that mean means more because I, I i just made what i wanted to it came straight mm. from my heart and i didn't have to kind of like lose that integrity and kind of try and fit into a niche and like try and make loads of content around it and make sure it reaches this large audience like who it did reach really liked it for what it was so mm. that's that's i think i think that's kind of like what all artists want really you know mm. Mm. I loved that album. It was my favorite of the year, to be fair. Easily. Well, big, uh, big up, really, really lovely album. 
Um, I'm just going to bring up a question from chat. We've got Curly Roller again, who says, So, from the artists here, do you enjoy having more direct contact with your fans that the internet and social media makes more possible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. As long as they're, as long as they're over there. Over there? What do you mean? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want them near me. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think, like, I, I don't know, like... Not I, knocking on your door. Like, no, no, yeah. I, but if I were out DJing this summit, I don't know, I would I, uh, I would freak out if people were coming up and going, oh, you showed it. It used to happen when I had my, my five minutes. It did happen a few times, but I was normally very, very drunk, so I didn't care. But nowadays, <laughs> I would probably be freaked out by it quite a lot. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I like to interact with people. Yeah. It's nice to know that there is actually someone there who's properly mm. enjoying your stuff, right? Mm. So, uh, I mean, I'm always super appreciative of any message mm. I get about like if, whether they've enjoyed a track or a comment I see about how much a track's meant to them or something. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah mm. it's great. And even negative stuff, you know, as long as you can take it on the chin, it's all yeah. it's all very important to to accept and deal with, really. Yeah, I think there's a line though on the negative thing though, um, in the sense of like if someone's just saying, I don't know, I release a new track and someone's just like, mm, this one's not for me, just feels a bit too loopy for my taste. I'll be like, okay, cool, thanks for letting yeah, me know, you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. But if someone's then just goes into, and I've had this happen before, right? Um, there was one tune that I did, my, my first ever tune anyway. Um, but it like someone commented saying, "Oh yeah, the mix down really, this. the mix down really sucks. This is really weak." And then they went into my inbox just to say "fuck off," and I'm like, "What did I do to you? Why did I hurt you so much?" Wow, that's just straight up toxicity, though. Yeah, like, all you need yeah. to do there is just block that stuff out entirely because, mm. like, yeah, that like that is like the level of like stupidity that you can't even like um yeah that you can't even just deal with you just yeah gotta, exactly you just gotta and just watch that to the side at the time so i was thinking about at the time i was annoyed because it was the first time i've released like had a negative comment as such but you know when you're when you're only making like a bit of music right you're not mm. going to get that many negative comments because you're not that discoverable mm. um but i went on the guy's profile and that was the only comment he left anywhere so i was just like wow. i hurt this guy so much that he had to comment about how bad my tune was and i'm like all right i'm just going to move on and carry on well you got to think like for people to leave those kind of things and like spend that much time like what like what must be going on so wrong in their own life really? mm. <laughs> you sure it wasn't a jack perry throwaway okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah i forgot about that i think it was before <laughs> i even knew him to be fair so who knows probably is um but yeah no it's just like but yeah those signs of negative comments you know those can all just get in the bin but there is something to about having um constructive criticism that i really do value like for example when i send you guys tunes and like t like terry for example you'll tell me that <laughs> no no i'm not gonna bring that one up <laughs> right but for example if terry's you say something like oh this instrument just sounds really distorted in the mix you need to clean that up or if toby goes yeah this one's just not as good i'll be like okay fair i can take that and hopefully i will improve and do something better and then you do yeah yeah and you get rid of those fucking pianos. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's, let's, let's deal with this right now. Um, what, what, the sad boy pianos? We're going to take it head on. Yeah, just wow. let, like, come on, let's have it a bit of an intervention. What is, what is, what, where, where did this come from and why and how and when? <laughs> uh, so I, so this is just me being subjectively being a dickhead, but, um, I've got to a point now where I'm so tired of hearing what I call sad boy pianos in drum and bass. They are so done, so, so done. They've been done again. Like the last 10 years, everything that's come out of the camp and all, you know, there's been great music along with it, but a lot of it's been. We're dropping this... names, Terry. We're actually well, name dropping. Whole... No, this show is live. You're cancelling us. Good music as well, but there is a lot of this kind of derivative, splice pack driven piano-y liquid which i'm just so tired of so tired of there's so much of it and it sounds so similar and karen sent the tune over and it was all well and good and then like 30 seconds in there it was 
the sad boy piano. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I, I like other bits of this, but try it without those pianos. And yeah. um, do you not think that like all kind of subgenres of drum bass have that to an extent though where like mm. there's certain aspects of the sounds that have just been done to death like you can hear that a lot in like rollery kind of drum and bass you know almost well you know i was gonna bring up because uh, jungle i was gonna bring up because this reminds me of something we said when you were a guest on the podcast like two years ago toby um and it oh, matches damn, we throwing back yeah mm. and it matches with the name of the show i mean obviously we are think breaks podcast and a lot of people don't like the the vocal sound in the think break you know oh, the yeah, the and so on yeah, the capacity, of course. The dawn of the capacity. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Certain sounds or motifs get used. So I do completely get the piano thing. But they cycle out. We're talking about jungle and rollers. Jungle cycled out for a decade. And and rollers will cycle out again, and then they might come back in 10 years. It, but rollers isn't a subgenre, as we all know. Um, but these sounds, <laughs> these motifs, you know, look, look at the, 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 the classic kind of neurofunk, what, what I call neurofunk, the optical Ed Rush kind of era. That cycled out, and then it starts to come back. Things are, it's time for the sad boy pianos to cycle out. You can't cycle out pianos, bro. They're the ultimate instrument, the ultimate harmonizer. <laughs> It's true. I think it's, I think you can't. Like where it's not classical music came from. You but know? it's not just pianos. It's that style of. I know. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's, I'm playing devil's advocate yeah. a bit here. I think <laughs> that's the thing sad. as well. Uh, you can't you can't really cycle out instruments. You can cycle out styles. 100. It's a style, but it is a style. It's 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 that kind of lo-fi. I'm crying over my breakfast cereal kind of kind of thing like everyone hates me sad boy pianos I, I just i don't know and it's it's to it's not just like it's not the instrument it's the tone and i don't mean tone as in sonics i mean tone as in vibe emotion vibe. yeah it's like uh, you I know guess that, it maybe comes down to like how you how you interpret it though because for example i remember you mentioning that you thought one of karen's was like a sad boy piano type thing that he was showing us but I didn't really get the sad vibe at all. I got like a really nice calming, mellow kind of vibe. I didn't really get like the sadness. So maybe it's more just how like different people interpret it. Yeah. As I said right at the start, this is a subjective thing. I I don't listen to that kind of stuff. So I guess, yeah. I, I do. I mean, if I was going to listen to reacts in music, maybe I'd go for a bit of lo-fi hip hop. And sometimes you get the sad boy, sad boy uh, pianos in there. But but you Sometimes. also get a bit of jazz as well, which is yeah, nice. the, yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just, it's, it's the fact that it's been done to death, and it's the fact that like they're they're nine times out of ten they're off they're off packs from Splice as well. Uh, okay, fair. <laughs> I I've got to say though, with Splice, I don't think this problem lies in Splice. It's more the usage of it. Yeah, just picking up a loop and dropping it in. Yeah, exactly, it exactly. Is. Yeah, there's a lot that can be said for yeah putting your own creative twist on a sample yes. rather than dragging yeah. and dropping yeah, sure. yeah of course well we did it on friday didn't we like that the start of the <clears> tune <throat> we made which we might carry on later we it was, it was all dragged out of splice but mm. yeah we went straight into chopping and and, and processing mode yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean it it you know splice is the modern day man's hunt, hunting for samples in a record shop really it's a lot more accessible mm -hmm. as well which yeah. is why yeah, you yeah. get a lot more of this sort of thing yeah um but here's one for you, actually. No, it's just coming off the top of my head. I'm trying to bring it back to the whole content thing. Do you think that because we've got these more accessible means of making music and so on, that it's more easier for these pieces of music to feel like content? Uh, yeah, I guess, because, well, it, that comes down to quality, uh, quantity, doesn't it? Because there's so much more of it because it's so much easier to make. So the the value of it comes down. Mm-hmm. Types? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much what Terry says. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was I, just that just came to the top of my head, so I was mm -hmm. just like, hmm. Curly in the uh, chat's brought up another one that is that is rapidly becoming a pet hate of mine as well. The fake vinyl crackles. Oh yes, oh, to make it sound like it's like yeah. it's authentic. Course. It's authentic, yeah. guys. It's authentic. Yeah. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> um but yeah no that was a nice little bit about content wasn't it tobes yeah man so what one more point i'll give just to go full circle on this entire yeah. chat we've had is right at the start when we were kind of talking about our catch-ups and whatnot terry mentioned about um how he's like 
kind of done with the whole chasing of the big labels i'm happier just to kind of be involved with like a community that kind of appreciate and respects and um that's actually one of the key things that um the guy who did the video will leave the dis the link to the video we're talking about in the description down below on youtube um but yeah he says one of the ways to get past this phase of content is if it's something that you really don't want to follow down it's all about finding that kind of key community and mm -hmm. kind of building those close tight knit where it's like not like just inviting loads and loads and loads of artists in and just like flushing through them and stuff but just like a core group that you can really build and like grow together and that and yeah i think that's i think that's just like a, a big positive thing that can happen mm -hmm. and that's people go down that route and that's yeah. also something that we're aiming for with season three of think breaks isn't it totally yeah exactly yeah exactly there is a negative side of it as well actually i do totally agree with you because you know i said it earlier but the only the downside is that it does promote this whole tribalism thing where like you find your tribe and my tribe's better than your tribe and that, mm. that, that that's that, a risk yeah yeah that that is a risk of it and i think you see that um i think I th yeah you I see it, it in just, the states quite a lot don't you sorry go on yeah no i think that i was gonna say i think that's just an unfortunate part of just human yeah. nature though yeah you know, yes realistically yes. we all come from like living in caves like oh mm. i have club i want your woman you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, toby like, sorry did you just... did you just come from the cave or <laughs> that was just a, that was weather spoons on a friday night wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's like oh uh, yeah i think that whole tribalism kind of side of things is just kind of built into us in a way yeah yeah so you can yeah <laughs> jack jack perry oh, my God. oh yeah no. you, you know what it is <laughs> right this is exactly why i've not had the chat open not had the stream open just because i've seen you two smirking away and i would just be smirking away and uh, keep myself locked in to be fair to keep to professional yeah, to be yeah, fair i'm keeping an eye on the chat just to make sure there's some good points that our you know our audience that's they're a smart lot and it's been nice sort of um seeing what their uh questions and things are yeah yeah uh throwing this out there as well actually um i think i'm allowed to say this Karen. of course i hope i hope i am i'm gonna say it anyway all right i think i think we might be looking for maybe if someone's up for it a bit of a uh podcast producer yes maybe take control of a lot of this moderation stuff while we waffle on so we have less um you know less time kind of watching and making sure everything's running and more time you know trying to desperately get ridiculous conversation and points out yeah so basically <laughs> we're looking for someone to take my job if that's something you guys are feel like doing bye um <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, no. Um, honestly, though, uh, I hope everyone in chat has enjoyed the new look for season three, uh, doing it as a live show. And this is our whole thing with starting this episode with content is that it's something that we as I mean, we've got three hosts here out of five. Um, but I'm sure all of us completely relate to the whole thing of wanting to make stuff. I don't even want to use the word content stuff that's just meaningful and connects with people. Well because this is technically content yeah it is it is it is yeah. so we can we can bitch about content and stuff yeah. but we yeah. are playing we are playing into the game right now yeah we and are. also in the sake of content if you want to follow us on our socials you can see that there for more content that oh. is smooth um but no that's the thing as well so uh we do hope with this new season it'll be a lot more community and we can resonate and connect with you guys a lot more which has been what's happened and um for anyone who's watching through youtube or um our lovely audio listeners you can't forget all, our audio yes. listeners we love you to death mm. our audio listeners as well if you do ever want to take part in these shows live it's twitch.tv slash thinkbreaks twitch.tv slash thinkbreaks yeah yeah uh if you're watching on youtube as well be sure to give us a like maybe leave us a cheeky comment maybe a cheeky review in the comments and we can start reading some out maybe mm. uh, if we get some coming in obviously on spotify and apple Podcasts as well if you're listening on there do please rate the podcast we appreciate every rating uh you can also rate us over on podchaser as well leave us a review and a rating and yeah we really appreciate you yeah um if you do want to leave a review podchaser.com slash dink breaks podcast that's podchaser.com slash dink breaks podcast i said it all the time in season two so i'm gonna say it now you have to do it any again, review actually. helps so please let us know we are the best thing since sliced bread Woo! Oh, we said it again. um 
other things. Patreon, patreon.com slash stinkbreaks, patreon.com slash stinkbreaks. We're going to change this up a little bit so that it's a bit more just tailored to how much you want to support us if you do want to support us. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Um, I'd like to say that you two look ever so dashing in your branded merchandise. And wouldn't it be amazing if all three of us could sit here in some branded some merchandise? Branded this is true. Yes, shout out to... Oh, wait. My camera's actually mirrored. My camera's actually oh mirrored, so detached audio's wrong. Oh, oh, oh audio, but yeah. Uh, 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 I need to change this. Bear with me. I think I can change it right now. Hold on. Hold da -da, da -da. on. There we go. Hello. Um, so, yes, my detached audio t-shirt, uh, sweatshirt. I can only apologise, audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audio listeners have no idea what's going on, which is why you should come join us live. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that marks the end of the episode. And for everyone who is listening on audio and YouTube, you won't get to see the next bit, but we are going to hang out with our audience for a bit longer. So if you do want to check out our little hangouts, go over to our Twitch once again. But once again, we've been Think Breaks. You have been amazing. And this has been Season 3, Episode 1. Thank you. See you next time. Big up, guys.